Did you know that you have the power of fashion? You do. And most people are not using it to their full advantage. They are not showing up as powerfully as they can in their day-to-day lives with their consumer choices and how they are styling their everyday looks. I'm Tara Patton, and I created this podcast, The Power of Fashion, to remind people that you have everything you need right in front of you. It is my mission to help people work with what they have, to simplify their lives, and to live their very best lifestyle. Now more than ever, it is time to take advantage of what you truly want your life to look like. And that is everything from what your closet looks like, what your relationships look like, how you travel, and who you do business with. And here on The Power of Fashion, we have the opportunity to talk to some of the world's thought leaders, some of the most elite fashion minds in the industry. And as your host, Tara Patton, it is my great honor and pleasure to present to you today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy. Did you know 14 kids die every minute from extreme poverty? Today, we're going to get a new perspective on the massive gap between fast fashion here in the U.S. and a poverty-stricken Caribbean community, where over 85% of the residents actually work in and through all of the things in the garbage dump to reuse them within their community. The Power of Fashion podcast is on a mission to bring awareness to the wasteful practices within the fashion industry all over the world, their effect on the planet and every single one of us. The most important thing we can do as individuals is to become more mindful of how and where we spend our money. As a personal stylist and image coach, I help people empty their closets and lives of things they never wear or no longer fit. What can you do to be less of a consumer and more of a conscious global citizen? On today's episode, we're going to talk to a passionate author and speaker, Mr. Jeff Wensler, who has literally written the book on how to lead a pivotal life after his experience in the community of Riverton, Jamaica. He's going to share some of his insights on resilience, perseverance, hope, and faith. And you can grab your copy of Jeff's book, The Pivotal Life, on Amazon. Jeff is now a speaker and philanthropist. And in addition to being an author, Jeff has also created a must-watch award-winning documentary, which you can see on YouTube, called The $10 Perspective, Living in Extreme Poverty. So welcome, Jeff. Hey, Tara, thank you for inviting me and being a part of this fantastic podcast that you have. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you on today. And I'm so excited to share your journey and experience with our listeners. I know I ordered your book and I hope everyone else does, but tell us more about the pivotal life and, and what inspired you to write that book and have this experience in Jamaica. Yeah, you know, I got to a point where after running this uh, international nonprofit organization for a number of years, I kept going back with volunteers to this really special community. And it was in this Riverton, Jamaica, outside of Kingston. And the people, their resilience and just their inner beauty, right? Um, Their hard work, everything about them was so special that I started looking at my life as kind of pivotal moments and the people that you interact with. 
And at a certain point in time, I said, geez, I, I need to journey this. I have to tell people why, like, what were some of those pivotal moments earlier in my life that kind of led me to the point where now I'm running this international nonprofit organization and the, the subtitle of it, it's called the pivotal life, a compass for discovering purpose, passion, and perspective. And when I pivoted in my life, those were those moments of finding purpose and passion and perspective. So that's a little bit about what it is. My aha moments. I love that. And the documentary was so moving. I highly recommend everyone see that the $10 perspective. Now, I don't think I'll ever look at a $10 bill the same way again after really understanding how these people in Riverton live. I mean, their whole community is centered around this garbage dump, basically. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So Kingston, Jamaica, the largest garbage dump in the entire Caribbean is in Kingston. And it truly is this, this community, this slum, unfortunately, and I hate calling it that because they're beautiful people, they're friends, they're almost like second family to me. And there's about 6,000 people that live in the shadow of the actual heaps of trash. And, you know, we're talking the smells and everything that goes with it. They, you know, they really struggle down there for waste management. But these amazing people, they're They've, for whatever reason in their life, either what that, you know, whether they were born there, whether they had nowhere else to go, you know, you have a government that is borderline corrupt, you have, you know, very few jobs. So there's a lot of ways that people attend, you know, essentially become squatters, and they have formed this community, and they live off of the landfill in many cases. So I really loved in the documentary when you talked about your experience as a garbage man for a day and, you know, how these people really are so resourceful and reuse all of these different items that none of us, I think, would think of to use in that way. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience and how it related to, um, you know, your new perspective? Yeah. Um, so I continue to take back these volunteers and, I never was able to immerse myself in the people's lives who we helped. Not truly, right? That whole concept of, you know, walk a mile in somebody's shoes. And I wanted to do that. So essentially the film was us, a small group of us just going down and doing that. And one of the men that was just an incredible human, his name is Ruddy. And Ruddy became a friend and every day he left at like five in the morning and he went on his garbage truck and I and, and disappeared for the day and came back. And I ended up asking him one day how much um, he gets paid for the work that he did. And he said, $10, $10 a day. So I rode with him to see what, is, what does somebody get for $10 a day? And I went on his route throughout downtown Kingston and saw how difficult it is, you know, so much more than our typical garbage man here. And as a part of that, watching how with his watchful eyes and with people who helped him and rode on the back of the garbage truck, which I'm six foot six, 
So here I am, six foot six, you know, white American hanging off the back of a garbage truck, going on this route through downtown Kingston and watching how these people on the truck would jump into the trash. Or when we got out to pick up the trash, they would look for things, shoes, sandals, shirts, food uh, that's been unopened, anything that has value, right? Metals that can be recycled. And resold at the marketplace and then you know go through their routes and then drop it everything else drop it into the landfill and then see people come in and go through it and pick through anything that could be valuable down to even cardboard it is quite a system that's incredible so they don't have shopping malls there <laughs> they have shopping malls in certain areas, but that's for people that have, you know, more money. But it's amazing how they do the marketplace. And there's like an open market. And it's really where people are trading and selling any type of item that has some value. So you might find shirts, and then you take it to the market. And then you might sell those so that somebody else can buy food and or for you to buy food. And, and it's just this swap kind of place. Wow. So how did it impact your decisions after having this experience? Like, what would you say as an individual consumer, how can you make different choices without going to Jamaica and working as a trash man for a day? How can we learn what you learned and apply it to our lives, basically? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. So when you think about poverty, you think about maybe the place that we just described, um, you think that there might be an image of somebody in rags and that type of thing. When they decide to get dressed up, the people that live in that community, whether it's their Sunday best or whether it's to go to school, they take so much pride in how they do their hair and their nails and how they dress. And oftentimes you would never know if you didn't see them in that environment with, you know, a shack of a house or whatnot, you would say, wow, that person's really well-dressed. They have some style and a little sass to them. And they have these wonderful attitudes and that comes out in how their hairstyle is and the clothes. Well, you don't know that the actual item they're wearing was something that somebody else was wearing and discarded. Even here in the United States, you have a goodwill and you have thrift shops and that type of thing, but it's still kind of looked down upon by some. I think it's kind of an adventure going and finding something that somebody bought. And like me with my long arms, I buy something and it's like, oh, after one wash, it's, you know, it doesn't fit me as well. And then it gets left behind and then donated to a place like Goodwill. Somebody else comes in and is like, wow, this is a $40 shirt and I'm getting it for like five bucks. So why not keep life into some of these, these items? The true recyclers are those who I work with in a place like Kingston. That's awesome. Yeah, I, um, I work a lot of times with clients that we, you know, downsize their closets and their 
jewelry boxes. And I always suggest like, you know, do you want to resell this or do you want to, what would you like to do? And, and every single client that I've ever had has said, let's just donate it, you know, and to a place like a Goodwill or a thrift store or, um, you know, a shelter uh, that we have here in where I live for abused women and children, uh, you know, that, that need more materials like that. So, um, so I see that happen a lot. And I don't think that people actually see, like you mentioned, the value of each individual piece that it can be to other people you know it's like that old saying you know one man's trash is another man's treasure and you really get to experience that firsthand and, and I personally love a good thrift store adventure I think that's some of the some of the greatest finds I found because I'm really tall too and um, you know it's easy to tailor pants if you're short you know but finding long pants is really hard um, from my experience so I completely understand that uh, and you know I would say from your experience with working with these people and and getting to know them and loving them and you know, what do you think the future for them looks like in Riverton, especially after, you know, everything that's happening in the world today, which I don't like to talk about. And that's why we're, we're talking about the power of fashion. But what do you think the future of, of Riverton looks like? Or do you think it will actually, you know, it has a, an ecosystem and it can maintain, uh, maintain its, its beauty? Yeah, I mean, another fantastic question. Um, what's, what I think is really interesting is when things throw off our ecosystem as we're used to here in America. Um, and we don't have access to the life that we used to have, right? Like maybe it's like shopping, right? People just can't go out like they used to. Um, that throws us off of our game, right? Um, but in a place like that, they have so little and they've learned to manage that and the value of things might be family. The value of things is their faith, is their hard work, is their innovation, their resilience. Those things are life skills that don't go away just because somebody can't go to the shopping mall, right? Or they're maxed out on a credit card or whatever the case is. So you know what? I think they're going to be way better off than the rest of us. So we have so much to learn from people who are thrifty because thriftiness isn't just, hey, how do you save a dollar by going to a, or you know rummage sale or that type of thing? It's, it's a lifestyle. It's mm. a mindset. Exactly. And that's what I love about your book and your documentary and just, you know, from our conversation around, you know, deepening your self-awareness and really getting solid in what your values are. And it sounds like, you know, those experiences uh, that you've had, because I know you've visited Jamaica on a number of occasions uh, and those experiences that you have, have, have given you that deeper awareness and appreciation and those relationships and stories. I mean, so would you encourage people to maybe do something different in their lives, whether they can travel or not, because, you know, that's kind of up in the air. Um, and maybe, you know, Kingston, Jamaica isn't the first um, stop on their on their bucket list. But how would you encourage people to live with a deeper self-awareness without going anywhere? That's another great question. When I think about this podcast and the focus when it is about fashion, right, I think about the mindset of individuals that have struggled with so much. And there's 80% of the world, right? 
80% of the world lives on less than $10 a day. So how we determine that we want to spend that $10, how we want to be thrifty, how we want to think of where do items turn, um, where do they end up, right, in the trash. First of all, I would say, you know, by quality, right? You buy something quality, you're going to get a lot more use out of it. You're not going to find something that's falling apart and you have to end up throwing it away. The other is, is recognizing the value of how you earn that $10 and respecting that and that going thrifting. I think it's, it's fun, right? It's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, discovery, finding places to donate items, right? I mean, again, we are in a throwaway culture, bigger, better, faster, quicker, more. And for us to be able to recognize that all of these things have value to somebody else. So donate it, donate to a shelter, donate it to a program. You know, I'm not sure if your audience, you know, in all of those communities, they have, you know, goodwill, um, but there's so many different, St. Vincent de Paul. I mean, there's so many different, you know, shelters and programs where people could use jackets and gloves and, you know, dealing with the homeless. And sometimes we think about abject poverty and we think of all forms of poverty and homelessness. But you know what, in our own backyards, there are people that you might look at a social media and, and it looks like, you know, they're living a good life and they took a photo of something they're proud of with their kids. But then you realize they've been out of work for a long time or they're a single mother. And, you know, I have three kids, they pump through shoes. You know, I wouldn't have to be out of work very long before I realize, oh my gosh, you know, like how do I keep up with their growing bodies? I have no problem going down to a Goodwill and on my little discovery of, I just found a pair of Nikes, you know, that would have cost 70 bucks and I got them for like $10. What's wrong with that? So we got to get rid of that stigma and just value, um, you know, all of these you know, resources and these items and that they don't get just thrown away and discarded. I like that. And, and I like the message of, you know, working with what you got. Uh, you know, my sister is a master um, at reselling her children's clothes. They're, you know, three and four on Facebook marketplace. And she says, you know, we just put together bags and boxes and we say, you know, we've got this and, and she's constantly making trades so that it's, you know, because they do, they grow so fast, you know, I'm personally not a parent, but I see how much clothes my niece and nephew go through. And that's all she ever asks for, you know, for holidays, we need more clothes, we need more shoes, you know, um, but having the stuff that no longer fits be reused, I think is so awesome, you know, that she's actually, you know, rehoming it and making some money. And I think people don't realize the value of, you know, what may be considered junk or something that they haven't worn in a long time that's just laying around. And that's one of the, the things that struck me in your story was, you know, if, if we're just a little bit creative, you know, and, and if we just see the power in, okay, I need this. And then using this to, to get there, uh, like the people of Riverton do, uh, then, you know, I think it would change everything. You know, if we were more mindful about our waste uh, in every area, you know, I think it would just make a huge impact difference. Uh, but, you know, we're just today talking about 
fashion on the power of fashion, but you're talking about a whole broader scale and an entire community that centers around this. And I think that's so powerful. And I hope that our listeners do go and see your documentary on YouTube, $10 Perspective, Living in Extreme Poverty. And it is so life-changing. Get a box of tissues. It's beautiful. I laughed. I cried. It was amazing. Um, I'm so glad that I actually had the experience of seeing it and that you put that together. Um, it, was, it was phenomenal. And um, I can't wait for your book to arrive. I ordered your book on Amazon, The Pivotal Life, because I think most people are missing their passion and their purpose in that direction. And if you have written an actual book on it, you know, hey, I ordered it like other people should too, if you're listening, get on Amazon and order that. Um, and I think even if you think you have your passion or your purpose figured out, it is an evolutionary process. And this is a great book to guide you through that. And it even has a compass on it. So, um, you know, it is definitely going to help you with direction, I hope. <laughs> and then is there anything else that you wanted to share with us today about how our viewers can get in touch with you and continue on this amazing journey with you? Yeah, I appreciate it. A uh, couple things. One is the $10 perspective. It's one zero and then spell out $10 perspective or perspective. Um, so that's one thing. It's free on YouTube. It's 30 minutes. Um, if you want to find me, it's jeffwensler at gmail.com. J-E-F-F-W-E-N-Z-L-E-R. I'm working on a second book right now. I'm pretty excited about that. I love being able to share through storytelling uh, as a speaker. So I'm always willing to jump on a podcast or a virtual call or a conference and that type of thing. Um, people like Tara are just gems out there that are um, really care about how it is that we can repurpose our lives, right? That's all we're doing every day. We're taking the clutter and we're trying to get rid of it and trying to rebuild ourselves. So um, all the best with your message as you take it out to the world. Um, I hope I can come back someday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you have another book, we have more to talk about. <laughs> and I'm sure we could find other things to talk about, Jeff. I also Really appreciate your perspective. And if anybody has questions for Jeff, you can send me an email at tara at tarapatentstylist.com. That's tara, T-A-R-A at T-A-R-A-P-A-T-T-E-N-S-T-Y-L-I-S-T.com. And, and I hope everyone has a more pivotal life after listening to us for the last 20 minutes. So thank you so much, Jeff. And I look forward to, um, to hearing more about what you're doing and, and reading your second book. Cool. Thanks, Tara. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad you were here to hear that inspiring story. I want to remind you that you have the power of fashion. Every day when you get dressed, you get to decide how you're going to show up in the world, how your day is going to go. And I don't want you to take that lightly. At Power of Fashion, we are on a mission to inspire people to show up powerfully with how they dress, how they think, how they interact with people, and how they make their choices when it comes to consumerism. So please make sure you remember that the power of fashion is in your hands and your actions will speak much louder than words. For more information about today's guest and this podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest or have a guest that you'd like to hear, please visit tarapattenstylist.com. That's T-A-R-A-P-A-T-T-E-N. 
S-T-Y-L-I-S-T.com.